when we're talking about uh, the First Amendment to the United States, right, isn't it that the government shall pass no laws that infringe upon the freedom of the press? That's one of them, right? And so in this way, is it not them targeting the press? I mean, they're not passing laws uh, against the press, but they're manipulating current laws in order to go after uh, a nonprofit press organization. Oh, absolutely. And to be doing it in the name of defending free speech is, is so hypocritical. I know what I'm talking about. I oh, I was, I, I was, I, oh, I was laughing my ass off at, at your tweets, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to go over it because it's actually really funny. It's not that long, and I really feel like I, I, I want to get your opinion on this. That he was sitting in a room with his legal team, and he just kept pushing them for more stuff. He'd be like, "Can can you say I'm like the God King Freedom Speech Man?" And, and then they'd be like, "That's a little weird. Why don't, why don't we just say that you care deeply about free speech or something?" Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also unnecessary necessary to mention free speech in this lawsuit there's no reason to do it other than to signal um to right wing because i mean the the basis of this lawsuit right the crux of it the business disparagement um cause of action it is a carve out from free speech i mean it is literally <laughs> takes away from people who actually believe in you know free the full free speech you know um it's it's the same way that it because it's a defamation essentially cause of action but for businesses which is an explicit carve out from spe free speech so someone who uh you know likens themselves to be a free speech absolutist wouldn't believe that this should exist so there's literally and, and it's not part of the cause of action it has nothing to do with the allegations there's no reason to say it other than i think you're right Elon Musk had uh, too much of an influence over the drafting of this complaint. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, the complaint is not written for a judge. It's it's not written for the defendant. It's written for right wing media to, right. Uh, you know, publish the line line for line and use these same talking points because in the people writing it right they're like legitimate attorneys regardless of how ideologically i differ from them you know they're licensed attorneys they're mm -hmm. lost some law students probably law clerks contributed to it um and i can imagine that most of their complaints don't read this way i'm sure that most of them are just as boring and normal as your typical complaint <laughs> um and this stands alone and i used to read first year law students draft complaints when I was a TA, this is the worst complaint I've ever read in my life. Like worse, <laughs> worse than their first shots at it. It's so bizarre. It's so petty. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it because I've been Dude. laughing about it since last night. So uh, could you give a quick recap for people who don't completely understand and also explain a little bit about like you know, I got Tim Pool, for example, got a viral tweet on me saying uh, fraud or free speech does not include fraud. Uh, and, you know, I was, uh, you know, amused by it. And I was wondering why my notifications were, were popping off all day. Um, and I, I don't understand how they're supposed to like committed fraud. Like they, they admitted to making multiple accounts to try and test whether or not ads would appear uh, next to very egregious content. Right. Or they could see when ads appear next to egregious content. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing for him to say, because what is alleged in this lawsuit is not fraud. They've okay. not been accused <laughs> of committing fraud. Oh, OK. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> you know, uh, so the you know, the, the the crux of what they've been accused of in in this lawsuit is defamation. Right. And I'll, I'll go through in a minute why they completely undermine their entire point. But so the three 
causes of action in this lawsuit are interference with contract, interference with economic advantage, and disparagement of business. Now, the first and the third cause of action are entirely reliant on the disparagement of business claim because to fulfill the prima facie case for both of those, to show all the elements of those cases, you have to prove that they did something illegal or improper. Mm -hmm. The allegation that they're that that they're saying they the thing they're saying they did that was improper was defamation. So it entirely their you know success on those two claims rests entirely on their success of the disparagement of business claim. So to prove that you have the first the first element you have to prove is that a false statement was made about the business. But didn't he verify what they did in his own post, attacking media Not matters? Not just in his own post, in the very <laughs> complaint, the filings of the lawsuit, they admit that there was no... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. False statement that was made. So their entire argument entirely relies upon them uh, pretending essentially that Media Matters used that article to portray that this was a common user experience on X. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really stood out to me while I was reading it was they only quote from the actual Media Matters article three times in this lawsuit, which is so, so far from the norm in this type of case or in any type of defamation case. You want to you want to highlight the words that were used, the language that was used by the defendant. And this they very much downplay that language because they can't rely on it because the language simply is not there. So let me just quickly go over the three things that they uh, rely upon or the two is the first first quote is just a misquote from the article (laughs) in it. Okay, I'll do that one first. I'll start. There's so much to get through here, but (laughs) the complaint says looking to portray X's social networking platform as being dominated by, quote, white nationalist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, uh, yada, yada, yada. So the quote that they're using is white nationalist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. In the complaint, they characterize that quote as saying, they're saying that this is dominating the platform. But if you look Mm -hmm. in the actual Media Matters article, the direct quote is, as ex-owner Elon Musk continues his descent into quote, white nationalist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. So the uh, the quote that they're, you know, misquoting essentially there isn't even about X. It's about Elon yeah. Musk specifically, who is not a party to this lawsuit. <laughs> so they're starting off strong. But the only two things that they claim are false statements from the entire Media Matters article are the words, X has been placing... They've been placing ads and then how is that a false statement as, as in they didn't like they are they going to say that they like had to have chosen to do that? Like there was someone like every single time an ad is placed on a social media network, it's not AI. It's someone sitting there manually and it's like, haha, beside the Nazi post, it goes. That is actually their contention. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's not responsible for the ad placement that it is entirely media matters that is responsible for this ad placement 
which wow. is, so there's that. And then there's a line where they say media matters found. And now they are alleging that the word found <laughs> is a false and defamatory statement because they didn't just find it. They manipulated the platform to make it happen. Their key Uh, One of their key components of why it was platform manipulation was that they used an account that existed for more than 30 days. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) uh, What? (laughs) That's that's not even against TOS. You're allowed to have multiple accounts, right? Like you can't do a a ban invasion, but you can certainly have multiple accounts on Twitter. They've never said you can't. There's an option to switch your accounts on on the side. Right. And they also don't, they're not alleging that they were violating terms of service, right? Because if they were, you know, alleging that type of platform manipulation, they would have to do it in California state court where they have uh, anti-slap laws. So it would be a venue significantly less uh, uh, beneficial to to Twitter, to X, to Elon Musk. They would lose instantly and they'd have to pay penalties for doing that. So is this a situation you think where like this would have been presented to a lawyer or probably a legal team? I mean, he's like the world's second richest man. Uh, and and they if they were doing like their due diligence or were honest, right, as, as you're supposed to be in the in the profession, they would tell him this has a, an incredibly low probability of success or or yeah. or. Well, like, sorry, sorry go ahead. Sorry, you can finish. Well, I was I was just going to say, like, and, and you can you can pursue this. We will, for a very large amount of money, uh, go through with this. But we have to be honest with you. Your chance of success here is, is incredibly null. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I'm highly suspicious that when the idea for this lawsuit was even brought to this law firm, it was brought to them as, we know we're going to lose. We want to do this to try to, you know, uh, bring back our advertisers, mm-hmm. quell their fears about uh, this advertising and change the narrative about our, our organization. And also to, uh, and I'll say the one of the attorneys that's on the filing is the president of his local chapter of the Federalist Society, for anyone who doesn't know, super far right uh, legal organization here in the United States. Pretty much every single conservative member of the Supreme Court is a part of it. Um, They're responsible for, you know, shifting the shift rightward, you know, in our legal system uh, for decades and decades. Evil, despicable piece of shit group. He's the president of the local chapter of that. Um, And they're both of the attorneys on the filing also have strong connections to Ken Paxton. Um, the governor, the attorney general, excuse me, of uh, of Texas. Oh, yes. Yeah, save. Well, I was going to say save that one for later, because I, I, I do okay. want to ask you all about that, too, and how that, that ties into all this and how this kind of seems like the thing that Glenn Greenwald and Matt Taibbi are supposed to really be afraid of and talk about. Yeah. But they're they're kind of ignoring it. Let's uh, <laughs> let, let's start at the I guess the complaint. Page one. Defendant Media Matters yeah. for America. All right. I really, really enjoyed, I, you know, because the first thing I'll say, and we'll talk about this in a minute when we talk about Ken Paxton and Texas, the first thing I noticed, of course, was the, where they filed, because it is very bizarre. Um, And we can talk about that more later. The second thing (laughs) is just, I had to step away from my phone for a second. The very first sentence of the complaint is truly the most unnecessary and weird thing I've ever read in my life. So just read it out loud. Defendant Media Matters for America is a self-proclaimed media watchdog that decided it would not let truth get in the way of a story it wanted to publish about X Corp. This is like uh, how to get your judge to hate you 101. There, <laughs> any, 
One of the things I learned in law school was if you can use less words, use less words. The, you, your complaint is meant to get to the facts of the matter. You're, I'm assuming this is essentially their background section. Right. It should be concise. It should paint a clear picture of the facts of the case. Um, it should paint a clear picture of what you are uh, going to be alleging in more detail later on. It shouldn't read like you're writing an op-ed. It shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You should create a narrative, right, that defends your client, of course, that's what you want to do, or, you know, represents their interests, but it shouldn't be this preachy and whiny and petty. I mean, this is like a line. If I wrote, if one of my students wrote something like this, I would cross it out in red ink and and just write, why would you write this and give it back to them? It's what would you so would, necessary. would you start at the media matters knowingly and maliciously manufactured side by side images depicting advertisers posts on X Corp? Like, is that kind of they're getting to the meat of what their actual I mean, accusation that, that is going to be? Be a fine place to start. There's a lot of things that you know I take issue with the 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 use of manufacture. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it almost implies that they made it like it's a fake screenshot, not right. that they. You know, and and they can frame it that way, I guess. That's how they're going to do it. But yeah, that first sentence is fucking unnecessary. You're not opening a book, right? You can just get into what you're trying to say. (laughs) Right. Um, And then, so for the rest of them, they start bringing, like, Plaintiff X Corp operates the X social media platform, 500 million active monthly users. Uh, That's just kind of, I assume, boasting. Like, why do they have to talk about that? Or is that normal to, to, to try and characterize what they're talking about for maybe a judge who's not aware of what it is? Um, I think that line is fine, but some okay. of the, the free speech, they facilitate free expression and open discourse by enabling its users to create and share their own content and to message and comment on others' posts. It's not, you're not facilitating free speech. You run mm-hmm. a social media platform. That's all you have to say. It's mm-hmm. a social media platform. Um, the idea that allowing people to DM is facilitating free speech is fucking ridiculous. Doesn't need to be in there. You cut that shit out. Um, and you're setting up essentially how the feed works. And when you're talking about tech stuff, you know, judges are old and they are dumb and they don't know ah, anything gotcha. about this stuff. So you do have to do a little bit more explaining than in some other types of cases, traditional, more traditional business transaction cases. Um, but yeah, th- there's just so much weird flair and, and you know, a lot of flash, very little substance going on here. So much so that I think that it diminishes what they're attempting, what they should be attempting to do, which is to uh, facilitate the judge's understanding of what the platform is. But I would assume right. this judge has probably heard of Twitter, mm-hmm. probably knows what the fuck that is, can probably gather from, you know, very, very little context what's going on. Um. It goes on to talk about how they've been trying to smear them. Like, number five is, like, you know, they've published so many articles on our relationship with all these major brands. And then they said, you know, this is a blatant smear campaign. Like, but that that's not a crime, right? If someone writes about you or even if they're focused on you a lot, that none of that is, is in any way actionable, I assume. No, not at all. And that's why you don't see that reflected in their allegations section. Um, Yeah, they're just I mean, what this is, is is them trying to smear media batters before they get into the the specific allegations of the case. Yeah, I mean, the only reason to say that is to try to, you know, I mean, they're trying to establish malicious intent on media matters part, but they're doing it with no uh, evidence. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not a blatant smear campaign to write about you many times. It's not like 
how anyone would commonly describe it. They don't even, you know, they say that they're disparaging both XCOR and Elon Musk. Again, Elon Musk is not a party to this lawsuit. This is his hubris leaking through into the (laughs) legal filing. (laughs) (laughs) So at seven, it says, undeterred by the truth, Media Matters has opted for new tactics in its campaign to drive advertisers. Uh, They manipulated the algorithms governing the user experience to bypass safeguards, create images of ex-largest advertisers paid posts adjacent to racist incendiary content, leaving the false impression that these pairings are anything but what they actually are, manufactured, inorganic, and extraordinarily rare. Um, Undeterred by the truth is so insane. It's so insane. (laughs) Like, I was beside myself when I read that line. Like, Undeterred. it's just so, I keep saying this, but it's just so unnecessary to include that type of language in a lawsuit that, like, it just bolsters the idea that this is nothing but a publicity stunt, nothing but, you know, uh, an attempt to maybe make the advertisers feel a little less anxious. I think it's going to have the exact opposite effect. Um, but once again, they they attribute something to Media Matters that never happened in that article. And right. Media Matters, as they mentioned, has written just this month 20 articles about, about you know, X, about Elon Musk. The only article that they uh, that is in contention in this lawsuit is the most recent uh, or that was at the time the most recent article about this. The one article um, uh, about advertisers and, and with these screenshots. So it's again, pointless to type kind of include that information in there, but there is no such, uh, um, there's no such Im- implication or, you know, explicitly stated objective by media matters that this is common, that this mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, this happens frequently. So it's just, again, falling back on this, they, ha- I mean, essentially what they had to do in this lawsuit is manufacture statements by Media Matters or ma- manufacture the perception that someone is supposed to take away from the article. Hardly something you can base a defamation case off of. Um, I was asking a couple people online about whether or not this would open up both sides to discovery. And if that's the case... Like, how excited do you think the Media Matters legal team is right now to have both received this and and know what's about to happen? Oh, fucking thrill. (laughs) 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 It's, you know, and I think that Twitter, uh, the attorneys and the attorneys that filed this are not the company's attorneys. I want to be clear here. Um, But I think that they've sort of kind of tried to, to tame Elon Musk on being litigious on these matters he you know threatened to sue the adl which was never going to happen because that's an organization that has accused you of anti-semitism god forbid they be able to access all of the information the private emails happening between you know employees you know between elon musk and and business partners about anti-semitism you know all of their records of anti-semitic statements on the platform so i think that's in that case why he didn't but there are so many ridiculous contentions in this filing alone that Media Matters will now have. You know, I, I, I don't think it's going to get to discovery because it's a ridiculous lawsuit and I don't think it will get that far. But uh, if okay. it was to get to discovery, you know, they would have access to one of the things that they allege in this lawsuit is that um, <laughs> that they allow free speech for both right wing and left wing ideas. Now they can request documents that, uh, you know, they can request documents that show how often they ban accounts for making right-wing versus left-wing statements. You know, they have access to all sorts of information that you don't want (laughs) a (laughs) watchdog to have. If you are... 
Twitter if you are Elon Musk, but he is just a gigantic baby. So you know, he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And he had to file his thermonuclear lawsuit, whatever. Thermonuclear. Anything but that. But yeah, so not not good news for them, not good news for their their team. And things are apparently like very uh, uh, stressful at the offices today. <laughs> so for the complaint part of it, um, you're saying that's not uh, as serious as the actual like accusation section? Like, no, we... I mean, they're just creating a narrative in this beginning okay. section. They're not, that's not the crux of, it's really the allegations begin um, with the allegations, the general allegations section. Um, just for, just to give some sort of like a basis though, for everyone, you know, who's not super familiar, the first four pages of this lawsuit are all background. I've never had more than like the, this much of the first page in my background. <laughs> and then I immediately get into, you know, parties, jurisdiction, um, and then you can get into the causes of action, the allegations, what, what you're, you know, actually alleging in the suit. So it's kind of. And you know what? Maybe there's a lot of attorneys that do it like this. I can't imagine why, but potentially. But it's it was a very bizarre read for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to start running us through the general allegations and which ones stand out to you or uh, you think people should know about? Yeah. So um, as I mentioned, like the main cause of action in this case is the business disparagement because the other two necessarily rely on being successful on that claim. Um, so they have to use essentially the entire, <laughs> the, the first allegation is that X is safe for advertisers. So they're trying to prove that the implications from the article is not true. They don't do it in any meaningful way. They don't show, you know, there's no specific facts put in. They talk about their layers of protection, but it's completely undermined by what they're suing for, which is the fact that their ads showed up next to Nazi content and it complete and they admit that that happened. So it mm -hmm. completely undermines that entire first section that they're a safe environment for advertisers. Um you know, so so there's that, you know, but the the main section of their allegations is that that Media Matters was the Media Matters syst uh, systematically manipulated the X user experience to defame X. I mentioned earlier, the one that really stood out for me was that they said that it was a manipulation of the platform <laughs> to use an account that had existed for more than 30 days. They said it was a manipulation of the platform you know, to use an account that only followed 30 accounts that, you know, to use an account that wasn't apparently representative of the average account on the platform. But they don't prove that Media Matters would have known what the average account on the platform looks like, you know, mm -hmm. that they would have information that that they essentially allege that Media Matters knew because they have to prove their intent as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they sort of just go through and say that by, you know, refreshing the page a lot that they were manipulating and, and you know, lying about their presentings in this article without ever giving an example of the lies, say, for the words find. Um, That's and so weird. It's so bizarre. It's I mean, because they're they're working with nothing, right? They're working mm -hmm. with nothing. So. Twitter has been placing and we found are the only terms that they can even 
kind of fall back on and say uh, uh, RLI. Yeah, but I mean, the whole the whole thing of it is just so strange and like, um, oh, yeah, as as in we found is is technically not true because it's well we did an experiment and we discovered something like that. Yeah, but I mean those words are synonymous. Right. <laughs> it's found, yeah. Discovered, you know, uh, you know, through our research, we found would mm-hmm. be a completely reasonable use of the word, and so it just makes it's so weak and so pathetic that like I know that the that the people writing it just felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm sure that they were like oh this is what i wanted to do with the rest of my life but, um, well like, probably you still get paid pretty handsomely don't you to to go yeah. through something like this does it does I it mean, look bad on your career because like do judges start to say before they throw them out like oh another one of your bogus ridiculous claims or um i i mean it it's probably kind of shitty for the you know underpaid law clerks that made right. substantial contributions to it you know as right. far as the attorneys go he's a guy who his first degree was uh you know uh, at a explicitly evangelical christian school his entire career is based on representing the interests of of, of right-wing organizations and right-wing clients you know this is good for him it, you right. know in, in no uncertain terms and it depends the judge who this has been assigned to is a trump appointed judge um we could talk in a little bit why i think that that's not really going to matter that much in this case but you know so i don't think he's that worried about his reputation you know these are former solicitor generals they work for the attorney general um uh you know in other in other capacities so i don't think it's necessarily going to hurt their reputation but you know when you have <laughs> when you have to write something that is like so lowbrow it's like embarrassing it does kind of make you feel like shitty um one other thing thing i wanted to point out was this line which i i've been thinking about for a while which which number 35 35 on page nine media matters also omitted and made no attempt to clarify the rarity of these pairings the representation put a representation put forth by media matters constituted, you know, a fraction of a percent of the press. <laughs> they actually put the zero point zero 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 nine zero nine zero. Most of most or all of these pairings were seen by literally no one aside from Media Matters own manipulated account, and no authentic user of the platform has been confirmed to have seen any of these pairings. Now it's funny because they start this allegation out by saying that media matters didn't say that this was a common experience. They didn't say that it was rare, but they also didn't say it was common. And that is a lie somehow um, because this specific advertisement and post pairing was uncommon, which the reason that the advertisers left, you know, if it was influenced by media matters, I think it was probably heavily influenced by Elon Musk pushing the idea that, Jewish people are orchestrating a white genocide in the United right. States. Um, but well, I wanted to ask about that because like yeah. is wasn't that the impetus for a lot of these corporations to be like too much? Like this is this is definitely like, you know, uh, too far. And this story did come out, yes, but like I feel like that's he did that before that the 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 article and and then the revelation that, you know, you can find. And and that also just that, that wasn't news uh, as much as like I don't think anyone was shocked that like yeah, there there are tons of Nazi verified accounts. There's a yeah. lot of advertisers that are just like don't give two fucks about who they appear next to so they're going to be fine with the the nazi shit right so when i was reading this you know first glance when you're first filing um the fact that it happened 
this article was posted and then the advertisers left. It's enough for now. And it's, you know, enough for one of the causes of actions, not the other two. Um, mm -hmm. When this proceeds, they would have to offer up evidence that proves for those other causes of action that um, that it was the reason that this contributed specifically, that this article contributed specifically to the advertisers leaving. And, you know, in my initial impression of it, you know, because, you know, I've written a lot of complaints about uh, employee side employment law discrimination, um, where you have to prove intent essentially. So when you have the evidence to prove it, you fucking put it into the complaint. If they had actual statements being made by these advertisers, we're leaving because of this article, they would put it in the complaint because they didn't put it in the complaint, save for one statement made by, uh, an IBM representative to a magazine uh, about the issue, uh, but they would put it in the complaint if they had it, which leads right. me to believe that they don't have that evidence. So they would need to, you know, procure that evidence or, or, or you know, find something that suggests that should this matter continue on. And he's clearly trying to distract everyone from the fact that he was just like pretty much endorsing like, you know, anti-Semitic uh, white genocide conspiracy theories. Right. And, yeah. and, and and make it look like, well, I was just set up by Media Matters who was manipulating my my system or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which is not a, not an argument they can make because they admit they admit that they did place those paid advertisements next to Nazi content. And the fact that, you know, everybody who, you know, was paying attention to this was doing searches of like Nazi and white supremacist like hashtags and seeing advertisers being placed next to that content. I mean, it's one of the first things they admit in the filing is that extremist content uh, and conspiracy content exists on the platform and that they know what those accounts are. They admit that mm -hmm. they knew that these accounts are controversial, make controversial statements on the platform and they didn't. They are like, okay with being on the platform, you know, in their pursuits of being the most free speech platform. But, like, do they not have a responsibility? I mean, I'm not going to go all the way into, like, you know, the other um, laws that are the basis of this. But I, I thought there's, like, there's supposed to be in good faith some due diligence on their part to make sure that, like, you know, advertising is not going to be directly beside neo-Nazis and swastikas and stuff like that. Or do, do they have any yeah. responsibility to do that at all? So the advertisers can opt in. Uh, which is something that uh, they discuss a little bit in, in this lawsuit. The advertisers can opt in to not have their advertisers buy like any sort of controversial content. Um, mm -hmm. So I would be interested in seeing how many of these advertisers opted into that. I would assume considering it's Apple, you know, it's, yeah. it's Xfinity that they all said, don't put us by any like high risk accounts. Don't put us by any controversial content. Um, and to see if that was breached because then, you know, because again, as I was saying for the first and the third, uh, cause of action, there has to have been a breach of contract by the advertisers or, you know, they, they opted out through an opt out clause, 
um, which increase, I, you know, I don't need to get into the, the specific logistics of it cause it'll be boring for everybody. Um, but, but uh, I, but I am kind of curious about that because he goes through them one by one, right? Like in section V 39, yeah. uh, he starts talking about how, and I don't know if these are, have these are verified, but it's like, this is Comcast. This is why they left. This is NBC universal. This is why they left after the publication of the article, after the publication of the article, they pulled their ads from the platform. Um, like they're, they're going out of their way to show that this is the reason why all these companies left. Whereas most news publications I was seeing were talking a lot more about Elon Musk and his anti-Semitism as like the start of the story and then go on to also an article published in Media Matters demonstrated that like Nazis uh, were uh, advertising or advertisements were appearing next to Nazis and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so just just what to the end of what I was saying was like if they had a you know the if they had selected that they didn't want uh to be shown next to extremist content and they saw that they were being advertised next to extremist content that is grounds for them to be able to uh show that Twitter was breaching the contract so that sort of immediately would destroy the first and the third claim being made in in the complaint um but you know that being said so yeah you they're trying to establish essentially just the the causal re- relationship by the prox the you know the the order in which things happen the article was published they left they don't have any further evidence to suggest that they left because of the article otherwise they would present it and i think that that it's important to point out the section 40 which says media matters manipulation was so severe that companies not even featured in the article also pulled ads from x which is such a significantly weaker claim than because the the first four, right? Comcast, NBC, Apple, and IBM. Right. Like I said, it's enough for right now to say the article is published and they stopped their advertising because mm-hmm. of the article. Uh, you know, right. again, they'd have to show a lot more later on. But the the section 40 is so beyond the pale. Like, we're just <laughs> guessing. We just, you know, based on vibes, we think they all because <laughs> of this article. <laughs> okay so then they, they they don't have complete 100 percent uh like this was because of the specific actions of media matters for these ones for the lionsgate yeah, Warner I, brothers and yeah i mean because those weren't mentioned and ubisoft in the i think they yeah they don't in the articles so, right which they admit <laughs> yeah 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 oh that's wild okay can you yeah, explain and- uh what the first cause of action is um and uh what they're trying to state in it yeah. Okay. So the first cause of action is interference with contract. So it 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 happens when someone improperly uh, causes a breach of contract between you and the third party. In this case, um, the tw- uh, the tort feeser being um, Media Matters, and then you being uh, uh, Twitter, and the third party being um, the organizations that cut their their funding. But this is a very bizarre way. To use this uh, tort, I've I've never seen it used. So the, let me give you an example of what a common uh, interference with contract uh, claim would be. The, just a common fact pattern. Let's say you have a company. You're going to sell 100 widgets to company A. Yeah. Now, company A and another company, company B, have a really good relationship. They have a lot of contracts together. And company B is thinking about getting into the widgets business. Um, and they want to eliminate you as competition. So they tell company A, we're going to end all of our contracts with you, all of our business with you, unless you don't get into this, con- uh, the, the, if you don't contract with this person. So that when we start making widgets that you have to do business with us. 
that's tortious oh, interference yeah. for contract. That's like the most common fact pattern. Um, so essentially, you have to do something improper or illegal uh, to prove this. That would be media matters in this case. Would have had to do something improper or illegal, which just to sort of give a little context on that, it's usually actions that are illegal or independently actionable. They're violations of federal or state law or they're unethical business practices. So like I said earlier, for this cause of action, it is entirely contingent on the claim that they were uh, defaming, essentially defaming uh, Twitter. But for but f- for defamation, right? They have to prove intent uh, and like to have uh, like well, don't they have to both prove intent to maliciously, you know, uh, defame uh, the company or the business, and then they have to prove losses to be able to justify a lawsuit, right? Yes, which they definitely can do. Oh, okay. <laughs> the losses part because oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was reading that Apple alone spends like a hundred million dollars in advertising a year on X. Maybe I'm misquoting that. I was fairly sure that's what I read. So like, right? Uh, I think it was uh, it was Matt Binder who was putting it in context with like the the like Tim Pool uh, and the fucking. Babylon B guy were like, yeah, we're gonna give like two hundred fifty thousand dollars over the course of a few months, which is like a drop in the. Uh, oh yeah, no, I saw uh, from September of last year they had seventy six million dollars in advertiser revenue. That has gone down to about seven. So I was like, it's almost a ten time drop. Yeah, and so like those two hundred fifty thousand dollar pledges from all of these right wing ghouls, it, it's literally like pissing on a forest fire. Like, it, honestly, there's like, there's, you can't, and I'll, oh, I should also add the other funny part about that. Tim Pool was like bragging about the MLM scam that is Twitter now, right? The Twitter blue check marks, how you like, he's yeah. like, I just got $5,000. I was like, well, easy come, easy go, because you're paying him back way more money now in this advertising plan. But yeah. Um, I guess free speech <laughs> yeah for for free speech good job and i think you know t- like again twitter's so cooked that i think they're just advertising to themselves right like who who are you really reaching that like is on there that is for the first time going to be like oh i'm interested in this tim pool you say let's see more yeah. right he has a bunch of billboards up around chicago too which is always funny to me because i've, I've talked about it a million times but it's just a picture of his face um uh, like mean mugging a bit uh and it just says uh, Tim cast IRL live every day at this like gives you no context to what is happening in the podcast and I just like can't imagine someone who drives past that billboard and sees Tim Pool's face and is like wow I want to listen <laughs> yeah let me check out this Tim cast IRL shit <laughs> I want to I want to check out this guy's music too what else does he do <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, could you quickly summarize, I guess, the, uh, the the second and third cause of action? Yeah, so essentially the third cause of action is the same as the first, but it's like for potential, you know, uh, contracts that okay. you were, it's ex- they were expected to continue to contract with Twitter at these organiz- these companies. Um, so that's, you know, money that they, they think they would have had. So it's pretty much the same thing as the first, um, but disparagement of business is the one that is pretty distinct from the other two. Um, Mm -hmm. It is essentially the defamation cause of action, but it's defamation that can be brought um, on behalf of a business. Um, And I mentioned earlier, but, and it's the only one I'll talk about because it's the only one that matters. They can't prove a prima facie case because they have to show that a false statement was made about the business. They have to show. They've already validated it. Right. Yeah. They, they proved 
in their filings that everything said in the Media Matters article was true. They confirmed that everything was true. They try to use like colorful language to paint it as though, uh, you know, that they fabricated or manipulated or manufactured is the word they use a lot, uh, this result. But they don't have anything to stand on because media Mat the Media Matters article, you know, as I said before, doesn't claim that it was common. It doesn't claim, uh, you know, that it happened with frequency. They just said it happened, which they admit to in the uh, in the complaint. So they can't establish that, which means they can't prove disparagement of business, which means they can't prove uh, defamation. So they inherently cannot prove the first or the second cause of or third cause of action either. Um, so yeah, I really don't think this is going to go anywhere. So in, in that case, they kind of are exactly what like libs of TikTok uh, pretends to be where libs of TikTok is like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm not a bigot. I'm not slandering. I'm, I'm not doing anything. I just post cringe that liberals make and then I post their liberal cringe and that's it. But it's like, no, you you add this is a groomer. This is a pedophile. This is a child abuser, right? That's that's you defaming someone in the way that you're describing them. But in this case, like media matters because I, I watch them all the time. It's just their clips and then it's their transcripts of what they say right like there 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 is no defamation taking place there this is like it's literally your own words yeah specifically you know going through because i went through the article a couple times just to like double check and and <laughs> like confirm that i didn't miss anything um mm -hmm. but yeah the the article is just very clear it just says uh you know well, the one thing that they say that i you know is is not necessarily uh you know it's up to interpretation but they say that elon musk is continu continuing his descent into white nationalist and anti-semitic conspiracy theories which you could easily factually prove <laughs> I, I was like yeah uh, what <laughs> yeah 100 well, percent true you know yeah. but you know it's something that you would you know if that was in contention in this article i think it would be a little bit of a stronger <laughs> you'd have at least some of an argument that they'd have to prove but the rest of the article is simply them saying we found this on the platform, which is not a lie. They don't say that it happened a lot. They don't say that it happened every day. They don't say like, oh. Oh, you, you cut out. You're muted. I don't know what's oh, or it's connection. Sorry. I was moving my mic. Oh, no worries. So it's yeah, it stopped that just, say every day. <laughs> but yeah, they just say, you know, this happened. It literally says here they are and then just has the screenshots you know and i understand like i think that there is probably some validity to the idea that this was a campaign to undermine the you know uh financial situation of twitter i'm sure that that's what it was i i like i don't think that media matters is you know pretending that it was anything other than that that they were trying to get advertisers off the platform that's fine though as long as they aren't doing it in some improper or illicit way which they were not doing so you know there's really no meat to this lawsuit um very sad very weird uh <laughs> funny for me so for the demands which is the prayer for relief section right yeah. Um, they're act they're asking for actual and consequential damages caused by the defendant's misconduct, but they didn't state the amount. Um, is that like they're hoping that can be determined later? Is it normally determined later by a judge? Yeah, this this whole section is very standard. It's very oh, okay. standard. You know, could be copied and pasted. Um, right. you know, but I I th and because of the defamation or disparagement of business, excuse me, claim 
that that is what gives way for them to be able to ask for the uh, injunction about the article. Um, mm. But yeah, that, <laughs> which is always kind of like a weak, I always feel like that's a weak ask because it's like, well, if you're saying that the damage has already been done, it's already been fucking done. But you know, right, uh, right. but yeah, otherwise it's very standard copy, cut, cut and paste uh type of prayer for release so your prediction is that this probably won't see uh a trial or they, they won't go that far it's gonna get tossed out before that point um 100 will not go to trial i mean most right. most don't most lawsuits don't like 90 percent right. of lawsuits don't go to trial so um this one just being as uh, unfounded as it is uh you know i think that there's you know room for media matters to uh, uh ask for um for it to be thrown out initially i think that they'd immediately win on summary judgment um mm -hmm. you know so they have paths that it's not going to go to um you know it's not definitely not going to go to trial but yeah um so in, in that case is there an opportunity for media matters to counter sue them for anything or would they even uh, want to i've seen some people say potentially that it would be possible um with this this venue is a little bit less uh gives less room for that like i was mentioning earlier if they were suing media matters for uh, uh for the manipulation of the platform and they had to do it because of their terms of service in the state of california that would give media matters a lot more leeway and counter suing um i don't know that they would necessarily be interested in exploring that maybe the also um they individually sue the person who wrote the article and they never name him at all it, throughout the complaint he's only named in the party section mm -hmm. and the jurisdiction section which i thought was odd <laughs> hmm. that you should probably use his name at some point throughout the article i yeah. just heard throughout the complaint I just remembered that and I just wanted to say it. But yeah, no, I I don't, I don't, you know, someone maybe more experienced in this specific type of uh, of law might be able to give a little more insight into that. I, I would say they probably wouldn't necessarily be interested in just going because it's costly, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're they're a nonprofit organization. So maybe not the best use of their, their you right. know, resources. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess the, the last thing I wanted to talk about was the Ken Paxton. What's going on yeah. there? How is he involved? And how did that suddenly uh, escalate everything? Yeah. So we'll, I'll start out by saying the, the first thing that I noticed for this complaint was where it was filed. Because it's filed in the Northern District of Texas, despite mm -hmm. the fact that X Corp is Nev uh, it's a Nevada corporation. Media Matters is, you know, a nonprofit based out of Washington, D.C. We know the headquarters for Twitter are in San Francisco. Um, so this was a clear example of forum shopping. They went to a, uh, you know, they went to a district where they would have a more favorable, you know, more favorable judges. You know, they went to a state where they knew that Ken Paxton's bitch ass was um, <laughs> <laughs> and where, you know, the uh, the the ideology of the individuals who, you know, who are going to be handling this is more likely to be right wing and maybe more likely to be in favor of Elon Musk or, you know, the supposed calls for free speech on the platform. Uh, Ken Paxton's uh, gross self got involved because he said he's going to investigate media matters to see if they, 
engaged in any sort of, you know, uh, let me just look up exactly what they said. You know, any any type of. Oh, I can uh, I can fraud, I can yeah. read it. The Office of the Attorney General is opening an investigation into media matters for potential fraudulent activity under the Texas yeah. Business Organizations Code and the Deceptive Trade Practices Act. The OAG will vigorously enforce against nonprofits who commit fraudulent acts in or affecting the state of Texas. Attorney General Paxton was extremely troubled by the allegations that Media Matters, a radical anti-free speech organization, fraudulently manipulated data on X.com. We are examining the issue closely to ensure the public is not deceived by the schemes of radical left-wing organizations who would like nothing more than to limit freedom by reducing participation in the public square. Yeah, it's nothing. It's just posturing. You know, it's just an opportunity to maybe like try to inflate his image. I mean, he's someone who's going to go to jail. He's going to go to jail for a fucking long ass time. I said the most corrupt attorney general in the United States. Uh, total piece of shit. The idea that he is in a good position to investigate anyone for fraud is absurd, considering, again, <laughs> the fact that this man is going to be, he's going to go to jail. <laughs> Eventually, he'll be behind bars. Um, well, but news. yeah, I was also, I believe, the gov- or the attorney general, excuse me, of, of Missouri put out a similar statement that they were going to start investigating media matters. It's really just trying to hop on to uh, something that's trending right now, something that's like viral but, in the moment. Right. But but yeah, this is kind no of a frightening even pathway to go down because like when we're talking about uh, the First Amendment to the United States, right, isn't it that the government shall pass no laws that infringe upon the freedom of the press? That's one of them, right? And so in this way, is it not them targeting the press? I mean, they're not passing laws uh, against the press, but they're manipulating current laws in order to go after uh, a nonprofit press organization. Oh, absolutely. And to be doing it in the name of defending free speech is is so hypocritical and right. so ironic considering, like I said earlier, you know, defamation is inherently, uh, you know, it's inherently violative of the principle that, that some people hold. I don't uh, 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 of, you know, uh, oh, what's the, the phrasing that they always use? Free speech absolutism. Right, right. right. It, is, it inherently violates that position. Uh, um, you know, because it is a carve out from free speech. So, you mm-hmm. know, so we don't protect this type of speech specifically, you know, because we find it to, to, to be uh, against our values, against our, our morals. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is weaponizing these governments and the taxpayers of those states should be furious that any of their, their taxpayer dollars are going to this, what will be a fruitless and pointless investigation because they won't even be able to to pull any sort of oh, sorry any sort of like evidence that they violated any laws that and I'm like I mentioned for two of the lawsuits it requires that they engaged in some improper or illegal action not two of the lawsuits excuse me two of the claims um, two of the causes of action so I mean right. maybe it's to attempt to sort of shore up those those claims which I think are the weakest. Uh, not that any of them have any merit to them, but those are, uh, you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, the weakest of the the, the three claims being made. Um, so I don't know. It's it feels more to me like they're just trying to jump on a bandwagon, you know, get some positive press from from Musk loving right wingers. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's going to result in nothing. No charges are going to be brought because no laws were violated. I mean, <laughs> if it's illegal to create an account on Twitter, wait thirty days and then follow some accounts and start scrolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're all in violation <laughs> of that law. 
<laughs> okay, and the last thing I want to ask you about is, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a bit of a trend with some people, I think, having a little bit of fun, uh, kind of hijacking neo-Nazi and alt-right hashtags, everything from hail you-know-who to 1488 to stuff like that, but then going to those searches and those hashtags and realizing that there were tons of major brands and accounts that were appearing, once again, next to Nazis, next to Nazi posts, next to white supremacist posts, next to the most horrifying, like, you know, monsters on the planet boom jack in the box like right underneath it and stuff like that so now that that became kind of a trend and all these people have like you know now hundreds of screenshots of this phenomenon doesn't that kind of fly in the face of media matters was doing anything even potentially suspicious if people are able to recreate this phenomenon at their own homes when they want to 100 percent, 100 percent. it would be like one of the stronger arguments i mean it would definitely bolster the arguments that media matters would have uh, have to make if the case went on that long um and if more evidence was needed to be introduced the fact that like you're calling this platform manipulation but any you know uh, any individual could just make this happen by searching something inherently shows that you aren't protecting these advertisers that you are showing them next to controversial uh, content that it, it does happen so much more frequently than you're representing which is one of the major contentions that uh, x uh, has throughout this lawsuit is that it's not common so they must have been lying mm -hmm. that flies in the face of that uh, contention that yeah yeah uh, i mean just to, to a little bit about uh, not necessarily related but advertising on twitter i got an ad that was just some dude posting bulge the other day um hey <laughs> ad showed up on my timeline it was just some guy shirtless like shorts showing oh my God. the outline of his dick <laughs> the world needs to see <laughs> the advertisers were coming back <laughs> spare no expense <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy the surfs, but prefer not to have to use your eyeballs? Many are saying this. Well, we've got the solution for you. It's the Surf Times in podcast form. Available on most major podcasting networks now. If you enjoy it, please consider leaving a good review and feedback because it really helps the show out, apparently, and it's free. Just like the podcast. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. This show is produced by amazing people like you. And if you want to help us out, please consider donating over at patreon.com slash the surfs. The show is made possible thanks to Amazing Fletch, Anna Loves Riley, Ariane McCarthy, Cheryl Alvarez, Doug Cady, Everything Important, Hagbard Celine, Lamedia Panza, Matthew Scarborough, Multimondi, Omni, Peanut Butter Blondie, Political Papi, Quiet185, Rachel K, Riley and Anna, Roller Dragon, Ruby K, Sir Nickus, Spinach Monster, Stellar Vision, Sebastian Demo, Tech Tink, Trevbot EXE, Words Greenwood, and not to mention all of the amazing and fabulous people you now see before you.